Hey everybody, it's me Lauren, your creative mentor, and today we're going to be talking about how to talk about what we do. But before I get into that, I'm of course going to get into the same thing I get into every time. If this is your first time interacting with my podcast, I just want you to know that this comes out of a labor of love for frustration because through the whole pandemic, I was on TikTok with everyone else. And I was listening to a lot of art students be just as frustrated as I was when I was an art student back in 2013 on how art school doesn't teach you how to get a job or how to function in a job, how to find a job, any of this stuff. And so I sat about, I sat on that and I thought about that because that was my experience. No professor I had asked this question to, how do I apply this to real life, had an answer that was good enough. So a lot of trying and eight years later, um, I have found a balance of a creative job that I really enjoy and it's in sports advertising and I love it and I feel really fulfilled in my work life money balance is really good and so I wanted to teach literally anyone who would listen to me anything that I learned to hopefully be helpful to them. And so I wrote this mentorship class with the AIGA, which is the American Institute of Graphic Arts. I'm not affiliated with them, but I created my own mentorship class through this organization. And a lot of creative colleagues I met through this organization were really impressed with what I was talking about because nobody talks about it. So I thought I would not shut up and I would keep talking about it. And so through the pandemic, I make this podcast for you so that you don't have to learn all of this the hard way and there is no class for it. And I just want to tell you how to do this. And with anyone who's telling you what you should do with your mental health, your finances, or your career, you should vet who that is, me included. So hopefully the credentials I just laid out to you are legitimate enough for you. But if not, feel free. Keep looking at my deal. Um, but today I want to talk about specifically creatives talking about being creatives. Because once a year I do portfolio reviews with college students and like I get a pretty big range of people that I speak to when I do that and it always is very interesting to me and a lot of them don't really think about how to consider themselves in the job market but also why would you because you don't have the context of what you are capable of yet. You don't know what your skill sets look like next to someone like mine or somebody else like yours. So hopefully this framework kind of helps you out. But for the most part, when you're out in the world trying to get your first creative job or a job at all, it is almost entirely charisma. And I can tell you that with confidence because the person who hired me at my current job when I started at my job, I did not have the level of the skill sets I do now walking through that door and they needed them. And so I was put on a week trial and um, that which put me on surprise. I didn't know I was a timed trial. And the other guy I was up against, um, he was way better at the job than I was, but he was a dick. And so they called me back because I was nice and I'm going to be honest with you guys, that is the majority trick of getting a job. So when you walk into interviews and you walk into these office spaces or you log on to these Zoom chats, the best thing you can do is not 
be small and talk like this and <laughs> have a nervous eh, um mm. like the best thing you can do is fake the fuck out of it and just walk in big smile and just have your rehearsed spiel timed and ready to go be concise be clear and be charismatic <laughs> keep it simple stupid uh, so <laughs> that's honestly the best piece of advice I can give you just like right off the bat but another thing that really helps is think about because you're probably doing this in an interview situation this is the elevator pitch Think about something that it will help you stand out. If they can't remember your name or anything else about you, give them something wild. So for me, I'm super into reptiles and I have a pet boa constrictor. So I lead with that. If they don't know my name is Lauren, they'll call me the snake girl. And then whoever they said that to is going to remember me. And that's the goal. So think about, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me about this. What do you do? Or when you're at the family cookout, what do you do? What do you do these days? Like if you can come up with like a two, three sentence thing that's charismatic, interesting, and you'll, they'll remember it. Like that is your key to success here for talking about what you do. And also sometimes we can get really technical. Like if I was to just like word vomit what I do. I'm just like, oh, you know, I concept ad campaigns and I execute them too. And I work in social media and I wireframe stuff and I make websites and then I work with the team and I work with the marketers and I work with the product people. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's a lot of stuff. You probably don't even know what that means. But if I go, hey, I work for this sporting goods company. You've probably heard of them. It's this company. Um, I work in their advertising um, creative department and I, you know, do creative strategy and execution. So if you see a cool looking ad, I made it and or my team made it. And like that's a lot more digestible. And then if I was in an interview session, I would just be like, you know, the number one thing I do is I love telling products stories. I'm a storyteller at heart. So I love the holistic, bigger picture of the business. And my job is to make it accessible for the consumer. And so I love thinking about ways to tell people stories about products on social media and thinking about their consumer journey when they purchase the product or want to learn more about it through wireframing on the website. You get a pretty concise definition of what I do and it sounds like I know what I'm talking about and if you're interviewing me those are all buzzwords you want to hear and I I'm a nice cool lady so <laughs> you know and you know in my spare time I I have this uh, mentorship podcast for like baby creatives because I'm really passionate about mentoring the next generation of creatives who I think are like you know starting off at a on a tough spot out of the pandemic and so I love to volunteer my time doing that and when I don't do that I I take my personal pet reptiles I have a snake named Reuben and I go teach kids at the nature center about snakes because I'm just like really passionate about that outside of design and now you have a pretty well-rounded picture of me in like three minutes so if you can find what that sort of summary is for you where you sound very I know what I'm talking about I'm interesting here's how I'm different here's what I do 
and like you could even get into if you're experienced enough and like you know oh I you know I brought a lot of a uh, creative innovation to my last job because you know one of the major social campaigns I worked on as you've seen in the portfolio I've pointed out to you you know we had a hundred and ten percent more organic engagement on social based off of you know some of the strategic choices I made within my team and like da 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 and it just sounds really great and like you'll listen I mean y'all have been listening to me for three months so you know it, it's just learning how to talk about what you do and not shying away from it it's very funny I was on TikTok of course the other day and um someone was like oh what's a piece of advice that everyone has told you was terrible piece of advice but has been good advice for you and this one guy was saying don't be humble just don't you know, tell everyone you're the best. Show everyone you're the best. Be the best. You don't have to be God, but you can be the best. And I was like, you know, that is really good advice. I think it's good to be self-aware. And I think it's good to, um, you know, own what you do, especially if you're a woman or a queer person, just because, you know, we're, or, or a person of color, like we're not the status quo. Don't, be humble if you're any of these people if you're marginalized in any way don't be humble about what you do own the shit out of your hard work and what you do well and how you do it well and how you're gonna do it well for this person you're talking to don't be humble humble people are only admired if they're the status quo you know Humble people are are small and quiet. And and I don't think that there's a problem with that. There's a definitely a time and a place to like chill. But that's what I mean about being self-aware. Do not be humble about any of this. Having a creative job is a lot of fucking work. And people don't understand that. And you're probably learning it firsthand how much work and how much DIY this shit is. You're schlepping around everywhere. You're filling everything out. You're designing your resume. You're keeping up with trends. You're on the latest social media app just because you know it's going to be relevant to whatever you're going to work for on someone. You're keeping up with email trends because that's also a facet of design. And you're watching everything happen. You're seeing everything be super digital and you're trying to participate to understand how it works because you're probably genuinely curious anyway but it's like, this is what being a creative is like. Our mind is constantly engaged and we're constantly taking everything in and we're constantly trying to figure this all out. So when it's time to tell someone what you do, don't be humble. Tell them, be charismatic, be really fun to listen to, be really engaged, be the storyteller that you are. Creatives are observers. We are storytellers. We are mirrors. We reflect everything. We're humanity in capitalism. We are the thing. We are the element that makes advertising, marketing, telling anyone about anything business-wise, even if you do B2B work and you're just doing presentations, we're the formatters of the digestibility of the message. We are messengers. So if you don't have a way to talk about what you do that is captivating, interesting, 
even creative. Maybe you have a presentation. Maybe you have a video. Maybe you have like an Instagram story of your portfolio. You don't have to stay in the channels that have been dictated to you. Another thing on TikTok, this guy walked us through his portfolio, just like on TikTok in a minute, which is perfect for the elevator pitch. And I got a huge sense of the work he could do, the way that he thinks, you know, his humor and things like that. And I bet you a million dollars, there's not a lot of people who put their portfolio on TikTok. And that's like the most modern thing you can do. It's a pretty punk rock thing to do, to be honest. And so this is what I mean. Don't be humble. Don't be quiet. Don't be super formal. Just be engaging and interesting and relevant to the situation. And don't take up too many people's time. And I think that's very difficult to edit things down, especially when you're trying to articulate something complex, like what it is that you do. And so that's why I think saying it out loud until you get it down is really helpful. And like, you know, when I make TikToks, I have to convey a lot of information to you guys in a minute or less. And so if you could see how many drafts are in my phone where I don't make it and I have to like on the fly because I don't write scripts on the fly, like come up with all the information I want to tell you and then I run out of time. What do I cut out? And then I redo it and I redo it. And like that is how talking about what you do and finding your elevator pitch that's how all of that works and so maybe that's what you should do maybe that's a homework assignment I should give you guys tell me what you do in a TikTok you know what I'm gonna after this podcast I'm done recording it I'm gonna go on TikTok and I'm gonna make one to tell you to duet me your one minute or well I'll take up five seconds because of the stitch or the duet but tell me Show me your one minute pitch because if you can do that and do it well and impress me, you've got it made in the shade when you get into an interview. And when you're trying to impress that person at your family barbecue who's giving you shit for being, oh, how'd art school go? Well, I do creative strategy and advertising now. So if you see a social media campaign, I probably worked on it. <laughs> like, that's so badass to do. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I like this. Let's do this. Let's do an engaging activity. After you're done listening to this, go over to the Creative Mentor podcast and stitch or duet my TikTok because I want to see what you all do and I want to share the best ones. And like, I just think that would be so cool and it would like be a little project for all of us to work on. So go do that. We'll, we'll see what we all come up with. But you know, that's that's what I mean by all of that. And I, I see a lot of people uh, shrinking because they're not confident because it's scary. It is scary to walk into a room and demand everyone's attention and then tell them all about you and what you do. <laughs> and like artist statements, a lot of us have to write artist statements in college and like those are kind of weird and those are a lot more formal. I'm not saying that there's not a place for them. There absolutely is. But um, also when you're on your website and writing the about me, I I've found and I'm guilty of this. I have found that less is more. I have a lot to say. So mine's kind of long. And to be honest, it could do me some good to curate that and make that shorter short and sweet what do you do what are you good at and what do you enjoy 
and how am I going to remember you? I think those are four bullet points to like really work on that will really, really, really help all of us. And like, again, you know, you're only as good as your context. I say it all the time. But like, you know, we all have a hard time understanding who we're competing against. You know, I don't know what my portfolio resume looks like next to the other person I'm competing with. Maybe they're better than me. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're better than me, but they're a jerk. And I'm like pretty decent, but I'm a delight. You know, like these things matter. And I don't think anyone ever says that. And, you know, the vibes are real. When you go in for an interview, whether it is in person or on Zoom, like a lot, a lot of the reason you get your job is qualification second and personal vibe first. I've said it before. I I had a guy hire me on the spot because, you know, he heard my story. I was let go from my job. So I started my own business and I moved to LA and LA chewed up and spit me out. And then I just wanted to stabilize and work for someone. And he was like, well, you've worked for yourself. Why would you want to work for me? And I was like, honestly, working for myself is a lot of work and I'm just tired and I don't want to do that. I want to work for someone who's thinking about all those other things I don't want to think about hired me on the spot. He was very impressed with that, apparently. (laughs) Like, just be cool and be real, and you're just going to get so much farther than I think any of you really realize. And, you know, if I had known that, like, six years ago, I think I would have been a lot better off. And it's one of those things I wish someone had told me a long-ass time ago. Because I thought like, oh, I have to do the formal thing and I have to have this particular thing in my portfolio and this particular thing in my portfolio and this particular thing or else no one's even going to pick up my portfolio. And all of that was garbage. Put the work that you like in there. Put the work that shows me who you are in there and what you enjoy in there. I'm going to see that. Creatives know right off the bat if someone can technically do something or be taught how to do something, but what we can't like what you can't teach someone is the soul that they put in the work. And if you can connect the soul you put in your work and your portfolio to the person who made it, who showed up to that interview and is that work is like the coolest thing in the world. And I think you would be shocked at how many people don't show up like that because I just, I just don't think they're connected or they think they have to put on this specific like corporate performance or something like that. And depending on the job that you're going in for, like you, you should embody the work that you're doing because it's who you are and what you do. And, and this whole podcast this month, I've just, I've been talking a lot about corporate structures and the way business works and all this stuff that I think turns off a lot of creatives. And quite frankly, I've been scared to lose a lot of you. And it's why I keep blatantly saying I'm framing this for you in this way because if you can understand how the business people think and the way that they view this, you can take who you are and you do not have to change a thing about you. But if you understand the context they see you and you know your context is different, you can bridge the gap. 
because it's always going to be on the creative's burden to bridge the gap for people. You can explain what you do all day and they may never understand how much work it truly is. And you can explain why this is a good idea all day, but if you can't do it in a way that they understand, they're never going to let it happen and the work will suffer. And that is what we hate the most. So engaging with people and their working styles and the way that they are and understanding humans to the best of your ability is the best way you can set your work up for success, which is all any creative wants. We just want to see our work succeed. And so when you just bring who you are and you talk about what you do to people in interviews or at parties or at informal coffee get-togethers or whatever you're doing to forward yourself in the industry or the career path you've chosen or you're chasing your version of what success means to you, when you can do it in this way, when you can find the best way to explain who you are and embody that, those kinds of people you're going to work with, the marketing people, the product people, the HR people, the general manager people, the anybody but creatives, when they can see that, then they're getting a glimmer into what creatives see when we look at other people's work. Like, you know when you're looking at good work. People like that who don't know that stuff, they only know how to identify that in people. So if you can show up in that way and it's and it's showing them in their context what you're showing your creative director potentially, that is the best place you can show up. And you're going to bridge so much gaps collaborating and approaching people well. It's just going to make the work that much better. And you're going to be that much better of an asset to your team. And you're going to enjoy what you do every day. And you're going to enjoy who you do it with every day. And like that's what we're all chasing. Just... How do I enjoy being creative in this culture, in this society? How do I get paid to do this? And and these are the best ways I can try to articulate that to you. And so, you know, I know fresh out of school or with very minimal work experience, it's really hard to define what you like, where you're going, and why you're going there. And I, and I need to remind you, you don't have to have the answer. You know, I did production work for like two years and then I worked for myself with barely any like design experience trying to get a brand off the ground and it kind of worked for a minute. And then I was in a shitty business partnership and then I worked for a screen printer and then I worked for a fashion designer and then I worked for like, um, like corporate business to business travel blah 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 and now I work in advertising for sports which is like way fucking cooler and so you know I've done production and I've done fashion and I've done merchandising and I've done in-store stuff and I've done digital things and like you know now I'm wireframing stuff like literally out of nowhere I don't know how to do this but I'm figuring it out and I have a lot of support to help me and it's great and so you know fresh out of school you're going to go on that journey. You're probably going to try all of those same jobs and you're going to find that you like it or you don't. You might love production work. You might like conceptual work. You might actually find out you like project managing and producing more than making, which is kind of like wild. Like, you know, I'm a drawer. I draw all the time. And I actually was an inking assistant for DC Comics very briefly and I fucking hated it. 
Like, who am I? Like, that's all I wanted. That's the dream job. Hated it. Every second of it. It was an awful realization. It hurt my heart to learn that about me. But now I've like, I sat and asked myself who I was and what I wanted to do and what I like to do and what I'm good at. And I think that's something that's very weird for creatives, you know? Any like general job recruiter is going to tell you like finding your passions doesn't mean that's the job you should have. You should find what you're good at because you'll enjoy what you're good at. And when I think about that as a creative person, I'm like, well, I can't, I literally cannot imagine doing any other job. And so if that is true, if you're never going to have the passionate dream job or maybe working for yourself takes the joy out of creativity, which is what I learned about myself. I worked for myself for a hot minute and it took the joy out of design for me because I had to worry about all these other things by myself. That's why I like working for companies. That's what I learned. I love working. It's like I said to that guy, I like working for people who have to think of all the other things. And my sole job is to just tell the story. I don't want to come up with the product line and be responsible for the marketing and be responsible for the shipping and handling and the packaging and the customers and all of that. I don't like that. I didn't know that till I tried it though. And so like, that's why I, I just want to remind you all, you don't have to know all of this, but if you can understand like the path and how to listen to your experiences as they happen to you, which is always going to be in hindsight and I, I can tell you this and it's not going to make any sense or maybe it does, but like it's all going to be hindsight. And if you can understand how to listen to your experiences, you're going to find your happiness a lot faster. And when you can understand how to talk about that and explore things and find the value in testing out something or trying something and feeling less trapped and worried, you're going to just be happier in general and you can find what you're good at. In the creative industry, which has a lot of titles we've learned and a lot of different kinds of work that is creative, you can find how to balance that. You can balance your joy for your creativity and a skill set that you're actually good at and you can find that in between in work and be a happy, successful creative, whatever that means to you, in capitalism. And that's what this entire month has been like framing out for you. And so I really hope that either on this journey of listening to this podcast through this pandemic into this wild workforce, we can't predict what's going to happen next. And with like all this wage talk and all these things that 2021 is... It's just, it's, it's weird. And I hope while you're on this journey that this is useful or you can see the writing on the wall a little bit better because my generation left college in a recession, like a really bad one. Like the housing crisis was like just getting over by the time I graduated college. And the fact I had a design job straight out of school was really lucky. And I'm going to be honest, you're going to be lucky to find a shot, but they're out there you know? And so I just, I know how hard it's going to be for you guys. And I know how scary it's going to feel as it's happening. And I just want to let you know, like explore. There's always a way to find work. And if you don't find work where you are and you're adventurous, go 
go off somewhere where it is, figure out how to talk about it, figure out how to experience it. Try everything. Try everything. If you hate having a boss, try to do your own thing. If that doesn't work, go back to the industry. It's there. Try everything. Learn who you are. Learn your working style. Learn your skill set you enjoy. Learn what you're good at. Learn what you're an asset with. And go out there and tell anyone who will listen to you that this is who you are and what you want and this is what you do. Keep up with your portfolio. Rewrite your resume often. Talk to recruiters. Even if you don't want to use them, have them look at your stuff so that you know. I literally talk to recruiters about getting a new job to actively research for all of you to make sure that what I'm saying isn't a bunch of hot air. Go talk to them. I got links for you everywhere. I'm always looking at how do people get jobs because I know so many of us can do it. We can do this job. It's just all this weird, fluffy, corporate garbage, capitalistic, blah, 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 that's tough to get through to break through to actually get the shot to do the work. And this is what I'm trying to like help everybody with. And I say it a lot and I get on my soapbox about it, but it's, I honestly, I honestly don't see anybody in my industry doing what I'm doing right now. Spilling my guts telling you guys all this stuff. I see successful artists and I love that for them. And I see successful designers and I love that for them. I love that people are finding their success and their happiness in all these different ways, shapes, sizes. But for the rest of us who don't know how to get there and how to balance that, I don't want this to take you six years, seven years like it took me. That's too long. And that we don't have time for that. There's too much pressure. So I just, the, this is where this all comes from. I feel like I go off on this tangent all the time. But I just want to do everything I possibly can to help you. And just like, as a queer white woman, this is all I got, you know. So I hope this helped. I hope any of this made any sense. And... <laughs> And, you know, if you guys find me on LinkedIn or whatever, like, let me know. A lot of you reach out to me and let me know my advice helped you. And that's so amazing because sometimes it's really hard to, like, get on here and do a podcast. Like, this is a lot of work. I'm going to be honest with you. But I love doing this. And I swear to God, the day I'm like, do I even do this anymore? Like, should I keep talking? One of you finds me and you tell me how much this helps. And I just... I hop right back into my notes app and I look up articles and I call recruiters to ask them questions. Like I do all of this like all the time. Like I just love doing this so much and I'm glad it's helpful and I'm glad you feel less alone and I wish someone had done this for me. And so anyway, it's it's like what, the end of May now? So <laughs> Next month will be the fifth month I've been doing this. And I'm trying to do this for the next 12 months. But I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So I hope this helped you out. And I hope this made you feel better. And again, if you ever have any questions, you can find me on TikTok. Don't forget, I'm going to make that one I want you guys to stitch. I want you to tell me what you do and who you are in a minute or less. 
maybe show me your portfolio. Like, I'll be real jazzed. Um, so go check out the Creative Mentor podcast. Google that. I'm the Creative Mentor on TikTok. Um, you can find my Patreon where I have $2 tiers where you can get this podcast a week early. So you can get next week's podcast today. And you can get my $7 workbooks. So the next workbook is coming out at the end of the month. It's the last day of the month around lunchtime. I'll release them. And they're just like a synopsis of everything we've talked about for the month. So I'll have all of this outlined for you guys. Um, And then what's the other one? Oh, I have another tier where I will look through your resume and your portfolio and we can work on it because maybe there's a specific company you want to get into and you need some help or your phone's not ringing and I can help you with that or you just like are a little lost and you want another set of eyes I got you so check that out the creative mentor patreon and um next week we'll we'll start off the next month where I'm just going to kind of talk about how to better manage yourself and how to keep discipline because when you work for yourself it's really hard so I'm going to kind of try to like step a little way a bit away from like corporate organizations and go into more freelance working for yourself all that stuff and we'll get into that whole side of things and my life experience with that so uh i will catch you guys all next month and have a nice work week <laughs>